The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The time came for Elizabeth to have a child, and she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relations heard that the Lord had shown her so great a kindness, they shared her joy. Now on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. They were going to call him Zachariah after his father. But his mother spoke up. No, she said, he is to be called John. They said to her, but no one in your family has that name. And made signs to his father to find out what he wanted him called. The father asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they were all astonished. At that instant, his power of speech returned, and he spoke and praised God. All their neighbors were filled with awe, and the whole affair was talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All those who heard of it treasure it in their hearts. What will this child turn out to be? They wondered. And indeed, the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew up and his spirit matured. And he lived out in the wilderness until the day he prepared until the day he appeared openly to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today, the Church is celebrating the solemnity of the birth of John the Baptist. John the Baptist occupies a very expedient position in the history of salvation, being the forerunner of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord himself made it clear that John the Baptist occupies a very important position in the entire framework of his salvific mission. That is actually why he would, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verse 28, say that among all those born of women, none is greater than John. His birth marks the beginning 
or the bringing forth of the object of proximate preparation for the coming of the Messiah. John thus qualifies as an intertestamental prophet. He carried on the message of the Old Testament, prepare a way for the Lord and mark his path straight. From Isaiah chapter 40 verses 3 to 5, into the New Testament and went ahead to witness his fulfillment. So John the Baptist is the bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament. John's birth actually followed the trend of the birth of great and significant figures in the Bible. The trend among these figures is that their parents went through years of turbulence and searching before their birth. The following make the list. Isaac, in the book of Genesis, chapter 18 and 21, Jacob and Esau, in Genesis chapter 25, Joseph in Genesis chapter 30, Samson, the book of Judges chapter 13, Samuel, the first book of Samuel, and John the Baptist. From our earlier stages as children, we learned that all things are not equal. For example, the adjective good as better as comparative and best as superlative. We also know about high, higher, and highest. Or big, bigger, biggest. Tall, taller, tallest. Today, my dear friends, we are celebrating the solemnity of the nativity of John the Baptist. Ordinarily, we celebrate the saints on the day of their deaths. But John's birth and death are celebrated in the same way we celebrate the birthday of the Blessed Virgin Mary, September the 8th, and her assumption, August the 15th. From this brief description, we can reckon St. John the Baptist as higher than other saints. 
while the blessed virgin mary is acknowledged as the highest of course she is the queen of all saints everything about john the baptist was unusual and that made him a very peculiar personality from the point view of his birth he came from a very old parents who were at once enough to be his great grandparents his birth came after a long period of waiting by the parents if we cast our minds back we will recall that most sons in the bible came after some turbulent experiences but turn out to be enormously great when john the baptist began his ministry he executed every trace of unusualness he left the comfort of their home and took habitation with wild animals in the wilderness his wardrobe consisted only of animal skins and for his meals he relied solely on locusts and honey his preaching was unlike those of the others before him as he dwelt on inner spiritual transformation justice and fairness and repentance unlike the religious teachers of his time who dwelt on mere religious observances john the baptist was more concerned with active spiritual practices in other words for john the baptist what makes right in in the presence of god is when one practice active spiritual practices one owns inner transformation when one believes in justice fairness and his own repentance his own conversion is not just about merely doing this and doing that it is not just merely feeling good with all the rituals it's more than that it's more than that and that is why in his preaching the certain groups of people he tells them out front change your lives do penance take on the road of repentance don't just merely being comfortable with all the ritual piety and that is the message of john the baptist 
Today, my dear friends, as we celebrate his birthday, six months before the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the important characteristics that John has in him is what I would call courage. Prophetic courage. Not just courage, prophetic courage. And at times when you and I, when we look back at our own lives, we find it at times it is lacking in our spiritual life. Prophetic courage. How would you define prophetic courage? Would you agree that it would take courage to continue to speak the truth even if it meant imprisonment and death? That is prophetic courage. Would you agree that it would take courage to tell the truth to someone when you know that someone is not doing the right thing? That you may lose the friendship of that person. That the relationship with that person may even go at a breaking point. That is prophetic courage. And not many of us would like to do that. Because why? At times, we want to save the relationship. So we tend to compromise or close one eye. It's none of my business. So when we take that stand, there's something lacking in us. We don't have the prophetic courage like St. John the Baptist. Because when you have the prophetic courage, you will be ready for all the consequences that comes along with. Because why? You will not compromise. You will not compromise. You know, sometimes we all want to compromise. Because why? We, want to, we do not want to hurt someone. We do not want to tell the truth about what is happening to that person. So we tend to keep within ourselves. My dear friends, if today we are celebrating the solemnity of St. John the Baptist's birth, one of the important areas that you and I, we need to look is this. Prophetic courage. Remember that during his preaching, remember what St. John the Baptist would call the religious people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He calls them snakes. He calls them hypocrites. If today you call someone a hypocrite, you know what will happen? It will be all over in the social network. But John the Baptist 
he was not afraid because he knew that those religious people are not doing the right things they are not doing what god intended them to be it's all like a cover up a cover up of lists of rituals piety and saint john the baptist would call them snakes hypocrites prophetic courage john the baptist my dear friends was a voice for god and his task was to prepare the way for the coming of the savior he was faithful to the task and he was courageous he did not compromise his message even though it meant death john the baptist is my hero and i hope that he's your hero too because he was faithful to his call he had great courage great prophetic courage his courage was never more on display than when he confronted king herod and publicly accused him and herodias of the sin of adultery it's not easy my dear friends it is much more easier to remain at the ritualistics it is more easy just observing religious piety it's much easier to do that but to being a prophet is never easy because your life will not be an easy life you won't have friends not many of them would like to associate with a prophet you will have a few friends who will stand with you but it is fine it is okay because why at the end of the day we all need to stand we need to have god with us god stands with us when we speaks the truth god we are standing with god we are standing with god even we may lose some good friends it's okay it's fine need not worry need not worry because sometimes in our spiritual life in our spiritual journey we tend to want to have more friends than to have god and that is a satisfied in our spiritual growth yes my dear sisters and brothers prophetic courage is what we need to deepen when we look at the person of st john the baptist scripture tells us that as john the baptist grew up he became strong in spirit strong in spirit and that makes him a courageous prophet because the spirit of the lord was with him the spirit of the lord empowered him 
the spirit of the Lord made him a bold prophet, even to the extent to confront Herod, the fox. My growing up was somewhat different. Unlike John the Baptist, as I grew up, I became accommodating in spirit. Accommodating. And that is the saddest part, I would say. Because why? When I have accommodating in spirit, I don't want to rock the boat. I accommodate you because I value your friendship. Never mind, whatever that you are doing, I know it is wrong, but I will accommodate you. Accommodating in spirit. Now, how many of us are in that category? Sometimes in the discipleship of Christ, we need to be courageous people. There can be no compromising. No compromising. But the consequences would be no one would like you. Because why? You are telling the truth. You are challenging them. No one likes you. It's okay, it's fine. No one likes St. John the Baptist. He was a loner in the desert all alone by himself. No one liked him. Only in the handful of people, I would say. But he was convinced of his role as a prophet. Yes, my dear friends, as we celebrate today's Holy Mass, it is important that we are called to look back at our lives this evening. Sometimes God put us into a situation to speak out as a prophet, but then our experiences tell us I don't want to upset him or her. I have done that so many times. I fail to leave a prophet worried what he may think or what she may think. God puts us in different contexts, in a different situation to speak out prophetically. But I don't want to upset others. Especially at times when good people, generous people are not doing the right thing, at times, I don't challenge them. Or you don't challenge them. Because why? You may lose their generous support. You may lose their general support. So I keep quiet. At times, we do, want, we do not want to confront because we don't want to live with the hatred that ensues, that follows up. So when we fail to live out as prophets, in a way, 
we have failed to live out our prophetic calling. I was reading a magazine, and in that magazine, there is a real story that happened to a professor. A real story. And this professor is a visiting professor at their college. And he is an Afro-American man. And he said to his friend, a white man, what he experienced daily, daily. The injustices, the racial discrimination because of the color of his skin. And then this white man, a Christian, asked this Afro-American professor, if I come to you like Nicodemus, who came to Jesus at night and asked you what I should do, what would you tell me? What would you tell me? Remember the story of Nicodemus? He was so afraid that his fellow scribes or Pharisees would see him that is talking with Jesus. Remember that story in the book, the Gospel of St. John? He was so afraid to be seen associated with Jesus. So he comes at night where no one is looking when everyone is in their own homes, he comes at night to look for Jesus. So this white man asked this Afro-American professor, what would you tell me? And his answer was, Jesus didn't let Nicodemus off easily just because he confessed his fears. Nicodemus had to do a public act, a public act to bring his faith into the light when he had to claim Jesus' dead body. And that's the challenge. You need to do a public act. And he's right, my dear friends. It's not easy. Nicodemus has to come back at another time to make that public act. No more hiding in the darkness. To come into the light. And to claim Jesus' body. You see how finally Nicodemus stood for what he believed. And that's what he called being a prophet. Yes, my dear friends, today is a great day. It's a holy day. It's a sacred day. Because today the church invites us to look at this man called John the Baptist. 
And today we are called to look at his life. We are called to see how you and I can be a prophet of God. But to be a prophet of God, remember, you need to have the spirit of God. That makes the difference. You must have the spirit of God. When you have the spirit of God, the spirit leads you, guides you, empowers you, and tells you what to say. Not coming from your own emotions, not coming from your own grudges, not coming from your own kind of prejudices. No. That's the difference that we make when we have the spirit of the Lord. Because John the Baptist had that spirit of God in him. So today, as we celebrate his birthday, let us ask him that you and I, that we all will truly exercise our prophetic calling. But before we exercise that, let us also take time to go into our own wilderness, to look back at our own lives, to ask our Lord to bring the inner transformation in us, that we may take on the path of repentance of our own sin, of our own brokenness. And then, asking the Lord to make us courageous, prophetic prophets. So let us pray for that this evening.